Hello, everyone. This is your boy Khalif, and your girl Jamis. And this is another episode of Forced Fear. Woohoo! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What is with this woohoo? And I did a. I did a gen- that was a genuine woohoo. Why is that? I don't know. Let's go ahead and let's talk about the show. Wow, she's all business today, people. <laughs> well, yes, welcome back to another episode of Force Fear. Um, we're bringing to you live another episode, episode six, no, I believe. We, we, we're never, we're never live. Well, I'm live at the moment. I'm not talking about <laughs> we're, like, we're, we're alive. Turn it down for what? This is what I'm talking about when I say live. Oh, okay. I got you. But we're bringing you episode six of the show, Fear. The Walking Dead. And we're coming up on the mid-season finale. So is that going to be next week? Yes, that will be next week oh on my. AMC at 8 it, it, they Central. They playing it again. 8, 9, 8 Central. I don't know. <laughs> they play it again at like 11, 10, 11, 10 Central. Yeah, after The Talking Dead, you can catch another repeat performance. Yeah, and... Of course, on AMC.com, wherever we just watch it because we got that channel. And, um, <laughs> well, help us out since this is episode six. Um, what is the name? Your Latin is much better than mine. Sicut Cerus. See, I couldn't even say it. I was like, Sicut Service. <laughs> service. Yeah, Sicut Service. Fadricus. Curvis. Those of you who are familiar with the reference of Supernatural. Okay, in American English, it would be C cut Carvus. <laughs> right, because no one can say the Celtic, the, Cel- the Boston Celtics, right? <laughs> right, Celtic. Well, it's Celtics, right? Yes. But they say Celtic. Yes, they say the Celtics. Well, maybe that's the Boston vernacular. The Boston way. I don't know. But yes. famous for beans. Well, who? Well, who's the sponsor for this? episode today we have lots of sponsors well i was asking you because you usually know well you know as usual it's our good friends over there at amazon amazon for all your shopping needs we don't want to do nothing (laughs) (laughs) they got that amazon prime you can get it really quickly you know they got that regular amazon they got that one click order amazon you know amazon's on fleek you can get a drone delivered to your house in, in one hour for some of these things, within, so. but it is only within five miles. Oh well, I'm sure I'm sure there's a drone dealership <laughs> within five miles. <laughs> a drone, is that a drone dealership? <laughs> so yeah, so Sorry, that tickles me. No, so what was your opinion of this episode? I actually, well, I'm gonna go ahead and jump in because I always ask you first. I really enjoyed this episode. I really felt like they got somewhere. We finally got to Mexico. We finally got to the promised land. They went to the garden. Right? Yes, they went to the garden. The garden. In a garden of yes. Eden, so baby. Those of you who don't know that that's what that guy was trying, trying to say. To say. <laughs> I always heard it that way. I didn't know people thought it was in Baga Davida. And I was like, is that even, that's not even English. He was. <laughs> Well, just a side note, he was actually drunk when he was trying to sing the words. Of course he was drunk. So the guy was like, ah, we should keep it that way. 
But yeah, so the synopsis of this episode is conflict arises as the Abigail approaches its destination. Mm-hmm. Chris makes a staggering decision. Mm-hmm. Nick meets a new maternal figure. Where do you get these synopsis? IMDb. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> they never tell anything. Actually, this is, and also I had to backdoor references. I know that sounds kind of weird. Backdoor reference. Yeah, that isn't that. What? Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> How do you backdoor reference something? Oh yeah, that's the wrong community. But um, no, what I was trying to say. <laughs> no, no, no. What I was trying to say is that I referenced cross references with actual AMC dot com, mm-hmm. and it's the same one. It's the one that they legitimately put out. Yes, but it's it it's not a good synopsis. It doesn't say anything about anything that happens, and it's really boring. This conflict arises, Abigail. No, man, there was really. It just sounds like, do I want to watch the episode? No, that's okay. <laughs> well, maybe they're not putting a lot of stock in the episode because they're hoping they're hoping to make money off of this show. But you know, they're kind of like, I if think it, it makes a lot of what? I'm just saying that you know the idea, like, oh, if it gets canceled, we still made our money on it because we put them on a boat and then don't, we shot. Don't say cancel. People are really into this show. Huh. Never use cancel and fear. Like, no, seriously, because when I went to Google search. The name meaning for Celia, Celia Flores came up, Fear the Walking Dead. That was the first thing that came up in Google. So that just shows a lot of people are really into this show. Well, I mean, as we, I mean, as I listen to other people, they report on the, um, what do you call those things? When the TV ratings mm-hmm. for the people that watch, how many people in, like it's hovering around 4.8 million viewers. That's pretty good. On a reg for a cable channel on a Sunday night, that's actually excellent because they're just doing, they're just charting it that one day in the United States. They're not charting how many people are tuning in around the world and downloading it at various times or streaming it from um, iTunes. Ooh, she said downloading. You, you can you can legally download this show. There are I places know. to get it. In iTunes, I've seen it. <laughs> okay, so there. I'm just teasing you as whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yes, as I said, um, this episode, it had a lot of, I mean, I was really waiting for them to get to Mexico. And we, and since a few episodes ago, we saw that it was just, you know, he was only, Strand was only supposed to be gone a couple of days, leaving Thomas Abigail alone in Mexico. But he wasn't alone, of course. He was with Celia. And a whole bunch of other people who worked on their vineyard. Yes. What kind of wine is coming from? Baja, Mexico, though. I just thought about that just now. Sacramento wine. Do we want to drink wine from Baja, Mexico? No offense to Baja, Mexico, but... I don't know. I might be drinking. I might partake in a... in a What would you call that? What? A glass? A no. bottle? I might partake in a bottle. That's not what I wanted to say. What do you call the um thing where they ferment the wine? A barrel? I don't know. Who I cares? We didn't really go all the way through proper wine school, honey. It was just like an hour we spent at the vineyard. Hey, it was excellent. <laughs> but yeah, so what did you think? I mean, I thought it was a good episode. Quality stuff happened in this episode. I just, you know, I'm going to be honest. It's the, the same thing that the problem that I have with Walking Dead I'm having with this show, and that is I don't like any of these people enough that if they were to get eaten by the zombie, I'd be like, oh, no. You know, I just, I really can't get into them, you know, so I'm kind of like, whatever happens, happens. Okay, how about this? Who's the person you like the least? Definitely the serial killer. 
Oh, she <laughs> dropped that bomb on everybody. I dropped that bomb on you, baby. <sighs> but no, 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 no. Okay, we'll get into that much mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. But as I said before, uh, we usually don't do the play-by-play, but we're going to talk about the highlights of the show. Highlights. So um, I guess my first question is, like, I really thought something was special about this meeting. Of I'm sorry, this meeting. The title of this episode had some sort of meaning. Because mm-hmm. I was like, sick of service. What the hell is this? How you say circuit city in <laughs> <laughs> Greek. <laughs> oh, yes. I took it back. Y'all know nothing about no circuit city. It was a bootleg Best Buy. Actually, it was the premier Best Buy before Best Buy. Okay, yeah, maybe because things are more expensive at Circuit City than they were at Best Buy. So yes. it was the the better than before the Best Buy. Best Buy was like <laughs> the poor man's store before it became uppity. No, Best Buy was the Best Buy. Circuit City was like I don't know. If, if you had the money, you could afford to go there. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I don't remember. They went out of business a long time ago. But how do I say it? Uh, Circuit Service. Sales and, and V makes woo. I just had a Hillary laugh. Okay. Anyway, so what's the meaning? It has several meanings. Mm -hmm. Um, First, it's the name of a Latin song, often church choirs. Oh. Amen. Those kind of church choirs. Not that praise him, praise him. Not not that kind. The other You know, like the Gregorian chant type choirs. Yeah, like that. Um, so yeah, so it's, it was composed by pa- Palestrina. No clue. <laughs> but it's known as one of the great musical masterpieces of the church and an example of outstanding Renaissance art. Outstanding. So it's really old, right? Renaissance is really old. But you also, Sikuseu. Sikutserus also Whatever. begins Psalm 41-2 in Latin. The phrase is Sikutserus desiderat ad fontes aquarum, eta desiderat anima mea ate Deus. Wow. This has been translated too as the deer long for the springs of water, so my soul longs for you, O God. And that Latin translation was brought to you by several years ago, a long, long time ago when I was high school, took two years of Latin. Scarred perfectly on the SAT verbal because of that. Shout outs to my former teacher. <laughs> I just shout out to my Latin teacher. You just yawned <laughs> all over it. Okay. You know, I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so many popular worship songs have been written based on Psalm 41 too. Mm-hmm. Psalm. He's saying Psalm. I know it sounds like song to you guys, but it's Psalm, like in the Bible, okay. Psalms. Yeah, the book of Psalms. Psalms 41. Chapter 41. Verse, Verse two. two. It was say it again for me. Sikut servu. Sikut seus. Portion translated to like a deer or as a heart, which is an archaic term for a stag or a deer. So I guess. And this is kind of how the show. They they're singing that song when the show begins. Right? Yes, they are. They are singing okay. the song as. And I was begins. like, man, they sound out of tune, boy. Yeah, that's they I mean. were just a little peachy. I mean, yeah, pitchy, pe- peachy, <laughs> peachy and pitchy, peachy keen, pitchy. Okay, but I mean, it was weird because I was trying to figure out like, is this an underlining thing? Because as this translation goes, <laughs> as this translation goes, 
as the deer long for the springs of water. So this deer's thirst needs to be fulfilled. What? And, and has a longing for water as the person should feel for the, for the Lord God. Right. How did this relate to the episode? I don't know. Wow. Well, I'm trying to read this this other part you have here. I don't. Well, I I don't know where's this. Where does this next part come from? Well, I took this off like Bible dot com. Yeah, but where is it from? Is it is it the verse leading up to that verse? It's the NIV translation of this whole so this thing. This is not NIV, honey. It says consider it. This is not NIV. This whatever. Is, I don't this know. This is the, the King James. Okay, well, whatever version they got this from, it, it, it was more legible. It was more understandable than Wait, only Lord cometh, thoueth, killeth, if it drinketh the water. But I'm confused. On, is, it, is, this, is this before? No, this is after. This is 40 through, I mean, 41 one, two, all the way through six. But that two is different than this is not the right one. I don't think this is the right one. I don't know. Use your iPad and I'll skip it. We'll come back to okay, this. Okay, we'll, we'll come back to how this relates because I am clueless. Well, see, no, no, no. This is, I was, okay. The reason why I was posing this question is because when I read this and hearing the translation of the Latin, or reading the translation of the Latin, and then this. I'll just read. If it's the wrong one. No, let's not read it. Let's come back to it. Okay, it'll whatever. Just, it'll just be confusing if it doesn't relate. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. We'll just correct it for people. If you know, well, how about this? If you know. Let's move on to number two. No, listen. If you know the correct Psalm 41. It was 41 too. Listen, if you know the correct Psalm 41.2, please email us at Flatfoot. No, please don't email us. I'm about not to get it right foot. now. Don't email us at Flatfoot either. <laughs> yeah, I may not read that one because Flatfoot is on break. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, so it's been a lot of crazy things happening in this episode. I mean, we're dealing with the fallout of Chris <laughs> after killing. What's his name? I want to call him Jared. <laughs> I don't know. Reed, my oh, bad. Man. Reed. Part of that. He killed Reed in cold blood, but he's but he had the excuse that oh he was changing, he was turning. I had to put him out. I had to put him down. So my question was, does Chris seem a little disturbed in this episode? Extremely disturbed. I called him a serial killer. And because, well, why? I mean, there's a moment where. They make it to land and they're surrounded by walkers and these walkers attacked everyone. Oh, I think you reversed it. Okay. Sorry, guys. But yeah, the walkers, wait, they made, oh, they made it to land. Okay. Sorry. They, I was thinking that, I was like, are you going backwards talking about when they went to the island? No, no. No, They made it to land in Mexico and the walkers attacked them and one of the walkers Grabbed Madison, fell on top of Madison, but Chris didn't react. Alicia felt that he was just watching. Well, but this was after he had an interesting, enlightening conversation with his father, who informed him that Madison didn't really believe him, but she was worried about him. And he said, but dad, she said she believed me. And then the darkness, he's like the good son. 
So are we bad su- business. So in this case, are we supposed to? Are we supposed to like Nick more? Nick is the druggie. So it's like this. Nick is the druggie mm-hmm. who may be trying to redeem himself. And Chris was the clean cut kid who now has fallen to the dark side. I don't know how good he was before. I didn't watch season one. So I mean, was he a good kid before? He was a whiny bitch. Well, then he was just been an awful child all the way he around. Was just a he, was probably, boy. He, was, he was on the verge of becoming this psychopath to begin with, I guess. You just need the right circumstances. So, so it could be because now with this whole thing with Matt, oh, so maybe with this a lightning conversation that he had with his dad when the walker attacked Madison is the reason why he did nothing. He was hoping she, that Walker would, would, would kill her. That was obvious to me. And it was obvious to Alicia. Well, because I was thinking, well, because I missed that conversation, I was thinking, could could it be because he lost his mother? And since Alicia didn't believe him in some kind of retribution, could this be some kind of retribution? Him going full blown crazy? Because I thought I missed that he said Madison didn't believe him. I thought he said Alicia. <laughs> you totally got it confused. No, when he, he confronts Alicia about not believing him when it came to the mother when the mom was attacked and Alicia witnessed that and she said you did nothing you just stood there and that's what he confronted her about oh that's why you should probably watch this more than once I I did I just missed the conversation (laughs) twice (laughs) okay anyway so Chris has it out for Madison and then he switches it over to Alicia because she's witnessed his dark side and she's very well aware now and so he threatens her not to say anything but of course Alicia's a good kid she told her mom and this caused a fight between Madison and Travis I thought it was a full on fight as like a disagreement. No, I took it as one of those, you know, those married fights. You know, not like his knockout drag out, but you're going to disagree to the point to where it's now showing division amongst the group, like protecting your own, as Daniel said before. Like when it came down to a heartbeat, if it came down to truly between Chris and Nick, and Nick, one of these kids were in trouble, who would she choose? She would choose her own over. But granted, no, but Daniel was, Daniel was talking about, well, yeah, Ophelia, you know, Madison's not your mom. It became, became between you and Alicia. Who do you think she would choose? Yes. Now, this situation between Madison and Travis is a bit different. Um, Travis has proven to be very much a part of her children's lives. I don't think the opposite was true. Really? Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think, um, Chris spent that much time with Madison and her family. So, I mean, well, in the past, he, I don't know. I, well, you know. in the first season, it was that they used to spend, they did spend some time together before, like when Chris was much smaller, because mm-hmm. it showed like something happened in the first season where, um, I forgot the mom's name and Travis know. has been separated Chris's for a mom. long time. Mm-hmm. And so that's why it's always been hard when there were alternating weekends. Oh, okay. And the mom was very set on her um, her schedule. Like, this is not your weekend. Okay. I mean, I just, you know, I was like, maybe they didn't have time to bond like that before. Well, I think also because based on some things that happened, Chris was a little weirdo with them. He probably had a little crush on Alicia or something. 
I I don't know something anything weird. about that. Was that from the first season? Something well, something happened during the first season. I don't necessarily remember what it was. It's not but so weird to crush on your dad's girlfriend's daughter. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I had a crush on my dad's girlfriend niece. I mean, it's like you know they. She was my and we and at this point, my dad and his girlfriend have been together for a while, so technically we're like step cousins. But I think. Travis, like I said, Travis proved that, you know, he's in a cut for these kids, though, you know. Um, so I think Madison, Madison was, shown she cuts for Chris. She did. I think she she was doing that until he threatened her daughter. And so to her, he's a little bit farther gone, they thought, because she was the one comforting him and she told him that she believed him. Now. I don't think Chris would have ever retaliated against her had Travis Travis not told him because he really believed Madison believed him. And so that conversation that she had with Travis about that should have stayed between them. And then Travis should have, you know, talked to you. So Travis is starting shit without meaning to because he doesn't know how fragile his son is, I think. Well, I think that's the problem with Chris. I mean, Travis and Chris, they don't know each other very well and with the death of his mom I mean Chris's mom I mean people may have said like in the last episode last season that Chris has shown that he um, he has a dependency issue Mm -hmm. and like he doesn't want to be alone he doesn't want to be left behind he doesn't want his mom to go without him but now his mom is dead he does the one person that he has some some sort of emotional connection with is gone his dad is kind of distant dad. Well, his dad was the one who shot his, his mom life, also. So there is that part. So I think there's just, he doesn't know if he could fully trust his dad or be open with him. True. But, and he was and he's starting thinking, to be that way with Madison. But when this situation happened, he found out she didn't really believe him. Then he was like, Oh, maybe Reed was right. Whatever Reed got in his head. And he's like, she'll, she'll never, like me, and they're gonna let me get killed, so I'm gonna I'm kill them first. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Well, anyway, so I mean, that that seemed creepy when he had the knife in their room. Actually, I, I totally saw that totally different. He went in, grabbed the knife. Oh, I told you, watch this again. And he was going, how many he times was I going need to watch he was it? going to stab them. He was not going, you see, you're interpreting. He was holding it. He was ready. He was looking at them. And then they woke up. He wasn't faced the window when they woke up. Actually, he was. No. He Ooh. grabbed the knife. He turned around, grabbed the knife. See, you don't know. You, you, you hateful. He's hateful. No, you and you try and defend the serial killer when you called him out before saying he was a serial killer. I you know this fragile. guy is bad business. Oh, well. Anyways, next to the other fragile person is Daniel. Daniel is cracking. <laughs> that's I'm just one, saying. That's one hell of a say. I don't think Daniel is cracking. Everybody going crazy. <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, if you think about it, there's a lot of killing. And mm-hmm. Daniel, what we, the little we do know, he's been around a lot of killing. He has expertise in interrogating, if you will. What 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 do we call interrogation? Aggressive negotiations. I don't, I don't know. know. Coat. I mean, jinx. Mm. All right. So. I don't know, but as you said, Daniel during the fight. When they first got when they were at the they're church, still mm-hmm. they're at the church, mm-hmm. and after the priest has talked about you know 
getting all of them to fight, give them the sacrament and the wine, and they all oh, end up yeah, dying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just giving up what happened. No, but Daniel wasn't there for that part. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I said after, I said before, mm-hmm. and then after they arrived, Daniel and they're, they're fighting for their lives amongst all the dead um, congregation <laughs> that somehow died after receiving the sacrament because mm-hmm. they were poisoned. Mm-hmm. Daniel grabs a kid and he's about to knife this kid in the head. And he has a flashback. Before knife this kid. It's not a kid. It's, it's a kid zombie. It's well, it's a kid, kid zombie. It's a kid <laughs> zombie. So what, so what do you think it could have been about this flashback? Because it doesn't show who's choking the kid. Uh, maybe Daniel is maybe. Daniel as a kid. Maybe. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was like, maybe this is Daniel as a kid who remembers some horrible things in his life, which is why he's really hardened, you know, but seeing that now he has this kid, although it's a zombie, he has to knife it and kill it. Or maybe it was a kid that he was supposed to kill. I'm just saying, like, in his flashback, it was a kid as an interrogator he was supposed to kill. I don't know. I And I really don't care that much if it doesn't come back up you know it's like no talked about his dark past i think this is going to come back Mm. i really believe did you find that yet of course i found it you have reversed i knew it (laughs) no then the internet has it 42 1 you have psalm 41 2 no it's Mm -hmm. 41 2 no it's 42 1 let me go ahead and read it and it's from the psalm that says, why are you cast down, O my soul? Remember, these psalms are actually songs, some of them songs or poems. So as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night, while they say to me all the day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I would go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with loud shouts and songs of praise, a multitude keeping festival. And that was Psalm 42, uh, verse one through four. So when you get the whole thing and like past the part with the, the deer being thirsty and we're also thirsty. Now, I think we can tie it back to the episode beautifully. Okay. So Chris has a longing to belong with This Madison. has nothing to do with Chris. I don't think. This is this is everything to do with Celia. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to talk about this. Hold that thought. Okay. Holding. <laughs> Actually, we may just talk about it right now. Oh, right. Because we're at, you know, the part about so Celia. <laughs> the mother, if you remember, Louise died. He was shot on the, well, for those of you who watched the show and before they you got. better not be listening to this yet and watch the show, please. But those of you who, <laughs> if you have not watched the show and you like listening to our melodious voices, thank you for that. Um, Luis was shot and died on the boat, but he ends up telling Nicholas or Nick something to tell his mother. So now as they get back to land, they inform the mother about Luis's death. And the mom says, was he shot in the head? They say, no. 
Well, then maybe they. Not. She's having this conversation actually one on one with Daniel at this. Oh, point. I thought it, all of them were telling. Cause, no, because Nick talked to her about it. As okay, in the kitchen, Nick told her what what Louisa said. He said in in his last breaths, he was talking about you, and she was like, "Oh, okay." And then later, she goes to pray, and Daniel is there, and she says, "Oh, are you praying?" He's like, "No, go ahead." And then they have that conversation where Daniel he says, "Oh, I'm sorry for your loss," and she's like, "Oh, the whole part about who was he shot in the head." Did you shoot him in the head? And he's like, no. And then it says, then he'll be back. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I was like, she was seeing very happy about that. Not happy, but kind of accepting. Because she said something that was very interesting. And I loved it. Uh, when, let me check my notes to see if she put it down. I'll see. Mm-hmm. i when her and Nick was talking, and she said, or was it Daniel? Sorry, she talked to two people about her dead son. Mm-hmm. So um, she said, well, the dead has always been amongst us, but we can now see that. That, that was Nick. Mm-hmm. She was telling him that. And that's and so what Madison overheard. And we shouldn't, you know, be mournful. It's just now that we see them. Mm-hmm. So my thing is this. She knows they're dead. Mm-hmm. Why keep them around? Because of the verse. Okay. Educate me. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, you know, trying not to be a pastor or anything. And my little electronic Bible has kind of frozen. Okay. Here. Um, because it says here, how would I go with the throng and lead them in procession to the house of God with glad shouts and songs of praise. So she feels responsible for these souls, which is why she protected them against the church. And she's going to protect them into the, she says, this is the part that's in between. Right. So, okay. She feels like she's the one who's going to do that. (laughs) Hmm. So I'm going to quote, I know there are two different universes, Mm -hmm. George Romero. And Dawn of the Dead, um, I forget the black character. He says, do you know voodoo? And he says, when there is no more room in hell, the dead will walk among us. Mm. I love that line from that movie. (laughs) And so I was thinking, as this thing says, like, she's going to lead the procession to the gates of heaven. Mm -hmm. So if these, this is the dead among us they and they haven't gone to heaven yet lost souls yeah mm-hmm. so if she's seeing this is her because she has not died or been bitten yet she has not so this is her moment to i mean if she's Catholic, the shepherd remember like purgatory i think this is kind of what she she says that now we can see the purgatory we couldn't see it before because they're all but now here. the veil has been dropped and so yes. this is the purgatory uh huh. I agree. But I'm not Catholic, so, you know. So, yeah, acceptance on her part, it freaks Madison out. She doesn't want Celia talking to her son. She says he's fragile and, and impressionable. But Nick, as the, due to the bad synopsis, mm-hmm. seems to be drawn to Celia. Of course, because later he does see her outside and he just, he asks her, he's like, they're not dead, are they? 
And but but she also but he also confesses to her. He's tired of all the killing because it really bothered Nick when it he does. had the axe and he was hacking down. He couldn't kill the little girl zombie. Yeah. But see, we know from the beginning, he looked them in the eyes. Like, remember when he fell down into the, the sand pit? Yes. He had to, to look it in the eyes. And then later when he got out the sand pit covering their blood and was walking amongst them, he was he, he looked right at down. one. And so I think that he is trying to see... If there's a soul left. Right. Like there's the humanity inside of them. Well, because we see, and that's and I think at this because point. Because they don't understand. They don't know what a zombie is, right? Because this is like true. fake universe. It's not our universe. So he doesn't understand exactly, you know, what if I'm killing like people who are just really, really sick? Huh. And that would be an interesting twist to have our heroes, if you will, fight with this. Not just. I know we said we didn't want to compare, but it's the same universe. Um, in Rick's group. On opposite coast. <laughs> on opposite coast. Yeah. So in Rick's group, they were, um, they had no problem because they saw them as a threat. Mm-hmm. And they had to stick together. And they're like, oh, like these predators. people. Are, yeah, these people are predators. We have to put them down. No, they didn't see them as people, though, right? They saw yeah. them as They animals, saw them as animals, predators. Mm-hmm. predators. But at this point, They've been on that boat for a while. They saw they didn't really see the fall of humanity because they were stuck in that um, makeshift um, lock off area, if you will. But they have seen people turn up close. I mean, so I think that has Nick has seen affected it. Nick because I mean, his, his you don't actually girlfriend. see them like die, die. Right. Like it's like they're down and they're just, up. Yeah. You just see them like, breathing uh, and then they stop. And then they whew, yeah, and get up like being resuscitated. So I think that's very confusing. Like I was going to compare it to a little bit of what I saw of season one. that so I remember this kind of like relates why Nick and Chris, no, sorry, Nick and Travis might have a stronger bond than we think again, because in the first season, I remember Travis didn't want to kill the zombie neighbor because he was like, oh my God, that's, Mrs. Jones or whatever, you know, remember? Well, also, he didn't want to kill um, Nick's um, dope dealer. That was the neighbor kid that they knew that grew up with Nick. Right. And then he, he was like, oh, I just think there's... Wasn't he the one to say that he just thinks they're sick? Well, no. he. I mean, I think he said that later. Mm-hmm. Um, because of what was happening at the end of season one with them, like, making that makeshift hospital. Mm-hmm. And they were testing and doing all this stuff and... Yeah, so maybe there might be a stronger bond between, and Chris is just lost. I, there is something there, I think, and like I came up a few episodes ago and this season between Travis and Nick, like his son, remember when his, when Chris is already safe and he jumped in the water to go rescue Nick, he didn't even Uh think about it, he didn't even pause. So I was like, there's some, there's some, um, even though, I guess Nick has been sick a lot of his life. I think Travis still really cares for him. And Oh, definitely. You know, maybe a little upset that Madison, he really wants Madison to return the favor, but she's kind of like, okay, there's a drug addict and then there's a killer. You know, like, I don't know what to do well, with I your think, little killer kid. But I think that's, <laughs> a, I think this is where he's probably going to draw a conclusion, like a, a similarity, like 
my son, your son has been fragile for years and I've helped you. I've looked after him. I went to those dope houses. But he and didn't say your son, did he? Didn't he just, he just used his name, right? Yeah. Yeah, he said. I, 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 I took care of Nick. I mm-hmm. went to go get Nick. I drugged mm-hmm. Nick from. I went from, with you. Right. All right. I need you to help me with Chris. Yeah. I don't know, but I thought it was very interesting how Daniel found out. Daniel found oh about the the, the walkers the, locked up in the wine cellar. Yeah, I mean, poor puppy. I know. I was like, damn, don't kill the dog. Well, they gotta eat. But that was the thing. I was like, how are you just gonna kill the dog and then throw it down the chute? They didn't kill it. They threw it down live. I know they broke the legs. I didn't see that. I mean, that's what they were doing. Like. <laughs> Okay, never I mind. don't think he was. I don't think so because the dog wasn't whining. When a dog has a broken bones, it'll be uh, uh, like this. It wasn't doing that. It was barking. Okay, maybe I don't yeah, know. There's no. They, didn't, they just threw it down there live. Hmm, <laughs> so, what was your reaction to Strand seeing his boyfriend die, Thomas? See Abigail. him die. Um, well, first saw that he was bit, and Strand knew he's going to die. Death is close. I didn't really feel much at all. I know you called me cold for that, but I was just kind of like, eh. I kind of figured, you know, from the beginning when he was, when we found out that Abigail was actually Thomas Abigail and that was his boat, I kind of figured that he was going to be. He's racing anyway. back to somebody. I thought, that I, thought he, dead. I thought he was dead already. So the fact that he was so alive, I was like, oh, hmm. but only for a couple minutes, you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, I just thought, I, I mean, I thought it was interesting because Strand has always seemed held together or very stern, never really like out of control. And to see this moment, like he was strong in his weakness, if that makes sense. That's what I found beautiful because he really, I mean, and we all, and we talked about this a few episodes ago when I was like, do you think Strand really loves Thomas Abigail? And you or said was no. it obligation? And yeah. you said it was out of obligation. And I said, no, I think he may have loved him. I believe so. And that's what I saw when I saw him crying at his bedside. Yeah. I saw love. And that's what I said. Oh, that's beautiful. Because, I mean, in real life, the actor is a gay actor. But the. No, okay. I'm just saying. Why are you making that face? I don't know. I'm You're trying to figure out where I'm going with this? Yeah. Okay, in real life, he's a gay actor. The other actor is a straight actor playing a gay man on TV. You always seem surprised by I'm not. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm saying they're actors. Uh-huh. And they really displayed love, like genuine love that I felt watching them. I, I mean, I'll admit Strange's a really good actor, but I didn't feel that at all. I really didn't. It seemed more like, I mean, had they not had the kiss part, I would have been like, oh, you know, he's, they just, two homies? he's just saying goodbye to his friend. Okay. Say goodbye to your friend. Well, that's why I think they had those little things like them showing that they're holding hands or he's like, don't go. Don't leave me. It, it, it was it was a bit Shakespearean. So I was kind of like, meh. And then. Strand took Thomas' death. And then he mentioned it Shakespearean when he was like, oh, we have a suicide pact. That's so Shakespearean. So, which is funny because that's what Strand is famous for in his real life acting career. He's famous for being a Shakespearean actor. So it was kind of hilarious little callback to that. And then we do have a lot of Shakespearean stuff going on, even with Ophelia, because when I think of Ophelia, I always think about the Hamlet's girl. 
You know, that's only, I mean, Ophelia is not a really common, I mean, it might be a common name, but in my world, in my generation, Ophelia is not a name used commonly for girls. Hmm. So would you say, um, just throwing it out there that, um, this is going to be one of them star-crossed lovers situation between Nick and Ophelia or Nick and Chris? Nick and Chris. I mean, sorry. I mean, Chris and Ophelia. No, no, no. Um, the like thing the, tri- is, the, the love triangle, you know. It wasn't a love triangle. It was a crush triangle. I don't care. I'm just saying. Like, there's always that um, boy wants girl. Girl doesn't want boy. But girl wants another boy. And well, girl who wants boy hates that. Nick and Ophelia are not a boy or a girl. Chris is a boy. <laughs> Nick and Ophelia are adults. So... Man and woman. Oh, whatever. I'm just, I'm just being honest about it. Chris isn't even in their, their, their sphere of influence or whatever. I don't know how to explain it, but I think I've hit it on the head. Nick is our Hamlet. Ophelia is our Ophelia, and this is not going to end well. What do you mean? Explain. Don't you it remember for the Hamlet? No, I hated Hamlet. That was the one thing I. I oh my I, gosh, I, Hamlet was the Hamlet is amazing. What did you hate about Hamlet? Uh, we tried to read it in school. I thought it was rather boring. And then Mel Gibson did the play. And then I was like. No, but he didn't do it justice. And I was like, this is you awful. You got to see Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. I didn't see either one. So, yeah. It's amazing. Once I got a bad taste in my mouth, I didn't really want to revisit Well, you could have read it. Anyway, I, I okay. got the bad taste from reading it. Hamlet and Ophelia, you know, they were a couple, you know, and Ophelia ends up dying and Hamlet goes, well, and then he ends up dead too. Everybody's Ooh. dead at the end of Hamlet. So mm-hmm. maybe Chris kills Ophelia. Nick kills Chris. And no, Ophelia draw- wasn't murdered. Ophelia committed suicide. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. No, I remember correctly. It would cause drama. Just think about sick. it. Think about remember. it. Nick. Uh, Chris gets mad, kills Ophelia somehow, right? Nick ends up killing Chris, which then would draw tension. No, Daniel would kill Chris. Uh, and Nick will be so sad and distraught. He'll wander the world. And he'll end up dead because some because he feels sorry for the zombie and the zombie eat him. That's dumb. But that's how it happened to him. That's what I said. Dumb. I mean, there were no zombies in Hamlet. Maybe they should put zombies in Hamlet. He was in a war. He was in a war. I he know. went off to war after his Ophelia died. Yeah, and he came back and he threw a bitch fit at everybody there because then he found out his dad was murdered. And No, no, that's at the beginning. I totally got this all <laughs> wrong now. It's all discombobulated. Uh, anyways, you can be confused now. But, okay, so people are rooting for Nick and Ophelia relationship. I say... No, I don't, I don't think it's no. gonna happen. I don't think it should, but they might. They might have. They might have. What you call that? Um, I think it should happen, but I don't some, think it will happen. Some pity sex or some some. I'm not talking release. about sex. <laughs> I'm saying I don't think it's gonna be a ship, as they would say it on Talking Dead. A relationship? They gonna ship them together? I mean, she was having this like pouring out her soul, praying for to her mother, and Nick was totally in another world. She was like, "Thank you for coming." He's just like, "What?" Well, I think because <laughs> Nick was starting to... I, I, I wouldn't even listen to you. I missed the whole thing. <laughs> well, I think it's because Nick actually went through a, a situation where, you know, he started remembering the death when he first encountered this. When he came down from his high and the girl that he was sleeping with and getting high with was half her face was eaten. And mm. she ends up eating and killing a lot of people in the church that he was getting high in. 
which <sighs> Travis believed yeah, and go check it out. Yeah, he had some PTSD flashbacks as well. And so, so yeah. So there you have it. So, and then, and I was a little upset because Celia was really pissed off with Strand for not keeping his suicide pact. I was like, Thomas was dying and he didn't want to let go because. Well, he shot Thomas, so Thomas can't be a zombie. So Celia can't ah. make sure he gets to the other side. Well, then why is she mad that he didn't keep his version of his? She end? never liked him. I don't know why she's mad. She never liked him. She never I thought know. she said it. I never thought you were good enough for him. She's probably racist. Mm. No, nah, I don't know. Strand was a hustler. He was a him. hustler. He was. And he was a liar and a cheat. And he didn't seem like he loved him until the end. Yeah. But that could have been an act, too. An act of mercy. I, I don't think so. I really believe that man loved that man. Okay. Unless they say it. Unless the writers write it where he didn't. Then I'm going to take it as this interpretation. Mm. But Nick confesses he's tired of all the killing. When yeah, he was we, talking all, to we already talked about that. Oh, really? Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah, early on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'll just skip that part. <laughs> um, Madison, <sighs> there was an interesting moment before Thomas Abigail dies where he turns to M- Madison, reached, like, saw what was going on with Strand because she always saw Strand as kind of like this character that was kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. She didn't like him. She didn't like him. and Didn't, didn't like his relationship with her son. Didn't trust him. Ooh, Madison, mad protective of that boy. But here's the thing that I saw interesting. She saw a human side of him when he saw that when they got the Mexico, the reason why they were fighting so hard to get to Mexico, because he's fighting to get back to someone he loved. And, and it so, was safe. Yeah, and it was safe. So one, he didn't lie. He didn't. And I was actually kind of surprised by that. And two, there was someone that he actually loved that he was fighting to get back to why he kept trying to keep a tight schedule. Because mm. that means... It was gone too long. Because that means that he actually... He actually um, took on extra. You see what I'm saying? Like, Strand actually stuck his neck out to help people. Oh, we always need that. No, no, no. But this is what I'm saying. Like, it was another... It was It was more apparent to Madison now. Like, once they got there and they got in the beginning, they were fighting with the whoever. Yes, and she promises Abigail that she'll take care of Strand. Yes. And he's like, I love this line. Strand's like, she's not going to make it easy. He's like, that's why I'm asking her. <laughs> love that. But Madison's strength, yeah, you look you look perplexed. Uh, no, nothing. But Madison's strength comes into play because he mentions how She's going to make it hard. So Strand knows Madison is a tough cookie. Mm-hmm. Abigail witnessed that from the moment he met her. It was funny because he did. He asked Strand, he's like, he said, like, do we like her? And he said, oh, she's she's really strong. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it's just like he had to get Strand's confirmation. You know what I mean? But what do you think about Madison's strength. I think eventually if this show because I, I saw that it's already I mean it may be rumored but um, I saw on IMDB that it's already been queued for a third season. Of course. So I think Madison But we're not may finished become, with season two yet. Yeah I know. Madison may become the exo facto true leader of the group <sighs> in season three or in the second half of season two. What do you think about that? Don't care. 
absolutely have no care at all Damn. about who is the leader or not. <laughs> just, I don't think it matters. So. Okay. And well, at the end of this episode, Celia said everybody got to go. So on that note, you got anything else to add? <laughs> Actually, um, the crisis of faith that everyone is going through. I really believe that. Um, I don't think anyone's going through a crisis of faith. Really? They're questioning. Are these people really dead? Are they alive? That's not What's a faith going on? thing. And that's not everybody. I think, I think it is. No, it's not. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Well, fine. And on that note, I'm your boy, Khalid. No, honey. I'm just saying, he said everyone, like, only person who has faith that we see on the episode is Celia and Ophelia. And they don't seem to be going through crisis at all. So that's what I'm saying. I was like, there's not everyone going through a crisis of faith. You know, those are the only two people who have any kind of faith. Well, Nick is having some sort he, of crisis. It's a, he, it may be a catharsis with his soul or something, but he's not religious. He has no faith, so he has no, he has no nothing to go from. But he knows that it's important to Ophelia, which is why he brought her that cross when he from back from the island that time. So he respects it. But he doesn't understand it. So that's not like a faith thing. You can't you can't have a crisis of faith he never had to begin with. But you can have a crisis. Faith just doesn't have to be in religion. It could be a faith in humanity, a faith in yourself. He's doubting the fact that, like, he sees these things as dead and animalistic. Okay, so three people. The other people are in the real world, and they're like, you know, we got to do X, Y, and Z. Okay, to not everyone. There's a couple of people that seem to be having some weird existence. Existential struggle. Yes, thank you. But I don't think those two people are struggling. I think really the only person they were going to break it down like that, the only person struggling at all is Nick. Okay. And maybe Daniel a little bit. Because we don't know what the hell is happening with Daniel. He PTSD. And he stopped eating too. Just so. I think anyone noticed. Well, (laughs) actually, I think the reason why he didn't have anything to eat is because he's the one who picked up that the parishioners were poisoned by Celia. And if they're all going to go eat, he doesn't want to end up dead. He wouldn't let Ophelia eat if he thought that she was dangerous. I think so. Okay. (laughs) Well, if everyone else ate and they didn't die yet. No, he just didn't have an appetite because he was like going through this, like I'm having, I'm having issues. Okay, well then, you know, I don't know. So any prediction to for the midseason break? None at all. All I know is that they got to go. <laughs> she didn't say that this episode yet. Okay, well then that was preview. that was actually in the preview, babe. Well, we know they gotta go because every time, any time they get somewhere, they gotta go. So. It was because they killed the people in the cellar. They didn't kill the people in the cellar. I mean, they're already dead. They put them down. I don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think they're interested in doing that. Okay. I think they will want to go though after they find out about it. <laughs> like, yep, time to go. Don't have to kick me out. Don't tell me twice. Okay. All right. Well, then on that note, I'm your boy Khalid. And I'm your girl Jamise. We're going to catch you ne- after next Sunday for the season finale. Mid season finale. Oh, yeah. Mid. <laughs> the mid. All right. Good night, y'all. Finale. Force Fear out. Mm-hmm.